One, two, three. Eric. <laughs> Hot start. I didn't tell you this. So before we started this, because we've got coffee, we drink water, we drink all morning. So a lot of times in here, we're both hoping this ends so we can go pee. Yeah. So we went for, so we got the, I got the beet juice and amino acids today. Yep. And um, a coffee. A you cafe. got a coffee. You got the same thing going on over there. Yep. Yep. So before the before we got on, we went downstairs to go pee pee, and uh, one of the rink guys was down there. So when I got when I went to get the coffees, um, he looked at me. It's just funny, like the dead conversations we have. He looks at me, goes, "Do you need Do you need a no? Do you have a deep fryer at home?" I go, "No." Like and then, question. Yeah, and then he stares at me. I go, "Why?" <laughs> Oh, because I'm supposed to throw it all the French fries. I'm like, oh. <laughs> because you don't have them at home? I'm like, no, it's not a staple. So anyways, it was like five minutes of just Pain. talking about French fries. Painful conversation. Oh, God. Yeah, God, funny. God. That's why I have an escape clause for everything. Yeah, Gotta go. Gotta Man, go. I'm fired up for today, though. But, uh, Today's going to be awesome. We, I was listening to, uh, while I was setting up here, In the Dark by billy squire mm-hmm. getting fired up and uh yeah. we, our topic is sick today it is so. i'm excited it just happened the other day yeah so what happened the other day was eric uh, got a couple comments or was that what it was comments or questions asking you had one question yeah so we took i took one of them yeah. that we're going to address a little bit today we're going to do a whole uh hour on it but I don't think it necessarily needs an hour. We'll get the gist of it. And if it's, maybe we can go heavier on it another time. But then the next part of it is going to be the interview process uh, for hockey players because I just did this. So I'll explain that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. So sure. glasses, drum roll, the, 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 the comment that I, I put in shorter version is uh, they asked us of outside of hockey. So this this person plays for, am I allowed to say where? No, just okay. Just okay. Plays junior hockey out west in Western Canada, and he uh, he asked, uh, "What are healthy habits outside of hockey that um, hockey players should pursue?" And uh, to because per- if you're always doing something at the rink or at the gym, uh, you know, to prevent burnout. And uh, I thought that was a very good question. We could go on this for a long, long time, but oh yeah, don't necessarily have to. So what I thought about that, I'm like, uh, I, I didn't know if it was. I don't know when he, when he first asked the question. I didn't know if it was uh, if he was asking it like because we were presenting it like all you ever do is all is all you sh- should ever do is just hockey and stuff. Yeah, but no, I, he, I, he was just kind of curious. Yeah. He was, it, like it was a genuine question. Like, yeah, hey, outside is. of hockey, like it'd be cool to hear you guys talk about. That's what kind of what he was saying. So. Yeah. So obviously, it could come across that if you want to do something, do something well in your life, you have to commit to it one hundred percent. And that's a message basically that we. We send out there for sure, but the bottom line is is that you can't do anything well if you do. That's all you ever do, and that's all you ever think about. Now, um, so what I would say to that question is like, as far as what hobbies, anything. I mean, but let's. I guess the question is like, is it starts with why, and and why are you asking that question, or um, why are you having a problem with it, or. Do you find you can't decompress? And the next question I think might be how serious you are in in hockey, mm-hmm. because that's actually important to answer this question. Yeah, that's like the mo- that would probably I would say that's the most important yeah. thing to answer is if you're super serious about hockey, yeah. you're going to answer this question one way. If you're not so serious, you're going to answer it a different way. Yeah, right. So assuming 
for our audience, these are people that are taking hockey mostly serious or as serious as they should to move to a neck some kind of next level then we're obviously going to be answering in that yeah. kind of with that framing yeah right yeah i'm i'm looking at it like you want to be a professional or you want to get your schooling paid for somehow so that takes a different commitment so based on your commitment is going to be um, how much time you're going to focus on uh, making sure that you're getting better and focused on hockey. But so my next, my, my next thing, well, I'm not going to go to the next thing yet. So I would look at it and say, well, you can do anything. I mean, obviously if you're training really hard and you're focused on being a, a hockey player, the, your downtime, it would be very counterproductive to go out there and just get smashed on a Friday night. Your downtime is totally destroying your body. Yeah, drinking with your buddies is not a good hobby. <laughs> it's not the best hobby. Yeah. And will it happen? Yeah, probably. But it's, if you're looking at being very serious and you need downtime, your downtime should be to recover and to decompress and to actually relax and enjoy the day. So my theory on this, and I would use this for anything, is 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 the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. So what I simply mean by that is that if your goal is to be have your hockey paid for the NHL, whatever that final goal is that you're shooting for, is that's your main thing. And the main thing is to keep that the main thing. So what you need to do is you 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 schedule your um, your workouts and your training and your read like whatever it is that is making you a better player. You schedule that in, and that should be the bulk of your um, your spare time for the most part, but of course you need time to decompress. So maybe in the, maybe during the week you can say it's Saturdays or it's Sundays that I'm going to take a day to do absolutely nothing or to do something that I enjoy, or maybe it's two days, whatever, whatever that is to you, it doesn't matter, but it's to take that time and, and to enjoy it. What can you do? Well, I, I mean, golfing sounds great. Um, fishing sounds great. Hanging out with your family sounds great. Uh, if you like to bowl, bowl, I don't care. Gardening, I don't know. Yeah. But the, the the point is is to take your downtime and make it downtime. Right. Like even so even when we look at our we've talked yeah, about the whoops several say, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a point where you, where you when you're on the gas pedal all the time, like basically you run out of gas and you have to put the you have to put the gas back into the tank. So it's actually really important and then with the data right in front of us every day, it's like it shows you like and, it, and it's so worth it to take the time to, to recover. So what recovering just simply means is, is you know, lay off your intense workouts and stuff. But it's, it's also to give your mind a break because there's a stress level that comes with always pursuing a goal every minute of the day. So I would say find something that you enjoy. But now the next most important thing is keeping the main thing the main thing is do whatever you're doing at 100% or as close to, close to it as you can. So it's like the book, The Power of Now, Being Present. It's, 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 um, it's Mental Toughness 101, right? Is when you are working out and you're those, those scheduled times, make sure you're dialed in to work out and give it like, like 100%. Because the thing is, is that if, you, if you're always on the gas pedal, then your workouts won't be 100%, right? Yeah, huge. And, and, if, and if you're always thinking about your next time to relax, you're going to take it out on your workouts or maybe somewhere else. Right. And then if you don't have the, if you don't, if you're not smart enough to take the time to actually recover, then you're thinking about, oh, I should have worked out harder. I'm missing out on something. So if you can compartmentalize what's important. So the main thing being your workouts, your training and you know, whatever your mind stuff, your recovery, all that kind of stuff, you schedule that in, you give it 100%. And if you give it 100%, then, I mean, there's no need to really worry about it after, right? If you yeah. allocate two hours a day or an hour a day to be to your workouts after that, 
recover and do something like healthy that's going to be not counterproductive to your goals. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. The way that I think about this question, first, I was having a, I was having a conversation the other day uh, and it was kind of about on the topic of balance, like having a balanced mm-hmm. life sort of thing. And what I was saying to this person I was talking to is when you're pursuing something like this, you actually can't afford to have balance. Like right. you, you want it, like you want to be a well-rounded person. You want to have a balanced life. And those things are, are tr- it's true that in, in terms of life, that's what you want. But for hockey, it's not necessarily okay to keep things balanced in terms of like balancing your social life and your athletic life and your whatever else you're trying to balance. You need to be 100% committed to this one thing, like you said. So it's going to be always unbalanced in favor of whatever the goal is. So if hockey is the goal to be that good, it has to be unbalanced towards hockey. Yep. So with that context in mind, if you're going to do things outside of hockey, have hobbies and whatever, which you should, because that's good, you're always going to still keep it in the context of hockey, even though, or whatever the goal is, even though you're doing something else that's not hockey. So when you're taking your day off, like you said, that doesn't mean my day off, I'm going to do like, go get smashed with my buddies, or I'm going to stay up till four and play video games because it's my day off, or I'm just going to eat all the junk I want because it's my day off or those things. You can do that, but it's those things aren't, they're just not still steering you in the direction of your goals. So when you're talking about having other hobbies, you still want them to be in some sense, keeping you on the tracks with what the goal is. So then in terms of what your hobby is, it could be literally anything that you, the way that I would think about it is anything that you actually find enjoyable to do outside of hockey. So for me personally, I like playing guitar and I like singing a little like my, cause yeah, I know cause my, my family's super musical. We all yeah. do that. And those are things that I just enjoy doing. I like messing around and it's not like I'm really good or anything. Yeah. So, but, but it's it, enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I enjoy it. And when I, when I do it, I get lost in it. It's yeah. like, I could just do it for a long time and time just whips by. Yeah. And that's totally outside of hockey. And I'm not doing anything detrimental to that goal of excelling in hockey. Cause I was still doing this while I was playing too. Yeah. Another thing, like something my, my mom likes doing, which is totally fine, is you draw, drawing, yeah. if that's something you find enjoyable. Go play golf. I know Charlie likes golfing. Like yeah. go, I'm not a big, I like going golfing because the experience is fun, but I wouldn't like go golfing because I enjoy going golfing on my own. Yeah. But whatever the, whatever the hobby is, like you said, you could do an, literally anything that you find enjoyable that you can get lost in. And I would say something that you could do by yourself or with somebody else is a good way to... Oh, 100%. So if you can do it on your own or you could do it in a group, either way, like those are two good hobbies because then we're talking about, you know, spending time with people that are on the same page as you. You could get a group together and do that activity that maybe aren't necessarily on the same page as you, like like school friends or whatever, but you're not doing something like staying up till four in the morning or whatever that's away from the goal that you have. So like you were saying, you can frame it, do whatever you like, but always have it framed in, in the context of trying to, don't derail yourself by having this other hobby that's not necessarily conducive to the one goal that you you do have. And then one other thing before I throw it back to you, we went because you were talking about be like a hundred percent into the thing you're doing. And we went to my one year in, for playing for the university. We went to Boston, and we we actually played Harvard for a preseason game, and we went and saw the Bruins Arena. And one of the strength coaches kind of gave us a tour of the rink. And one thing he said when we were talking to us, I forget what the context of the conversation was, but the, he said this thing and it just stuck in my head. And it, 
though what he, what he says it kind of goes with the power of now thing is be where your feet are yeah that's, so that's a good statement <clears throat> so it's it's a great statement so whatever it is that you do like you were saying be be present in what you're doing forget about the hockey forget about and that doesn't mean make dumb decisions it just means get lost in the thing you're doing so that your mind goes away from it and then you can come back to it because I, I do think that that is a healthy part of yeah develop yourself as an athlete yeah yeah there's a million healthy things i for me personally i love to read um, yeah, I can get lost sure. like on a day off. I sit there and drink a bunch of coffees and read and, uh, learn a little bit. That might not sound very exciting to someone, but for me, it's like, it's almost everything. Um, I really enjoy just sitting around with my family and like we joke all the time. So I love just horsing around just laughing. That's, it's just quality time with my family. I love being on the barbecue. Um, don't like doing yard work. You know, I move enough during the week. Uh, but sometimes I like just going for a nice light walk with my family and just spending the day and enjoying it and the thing is is that you can really get caught up and I know this because I've done it through hockey I've done it through my business where you get so wound up about performing and getting results that when you are spending time as you said be where your feet are you're not being where your feet are and you're not present with the people that matter with you or you're not enjoying your time because you're thinking about the other thing and when you're doing that it just creates more stress because you didn't have any relief so I would encourage you, you know, it's a great question and, uh, you know, there's some ideas for you, I guess, but the most important thing is take, do everything, do your work a hundred percent. And like you say, time management, there's a lot more time than you actually think. Yeah, tons. So, and the one, the last thing I want to say on that is, is cause something that I kind of missed and I know Dalton has said this a lot too, and you know, this for sure is going after something as, as rare as being a you know, elite, elite, whatever, athlete, you're going to be a musician, really high-end scientist, whatever. It can be very isolating because there's not a lot of people that are going to go on that track. Just statistically, it's not the case. People don't go after these things. So you're going to be very isolated. So when you're outside of that activity, try to enjoy the people around you, assuming you have a good group of people that, you know, that you, you really care about to care about you and, and whatever, just enjoy your time, spending time with those people. Like don't take that stuff for granted because especially as you get to higher levels where it becomes more and more demanding and you have to make more and more sacrifices, that time is going to be very valuable to be able to spend with, whether it's your family or really close friends or, or whatever, just enjoy that time with those people yeah. doing whatever the activity is you're doing outside of hockey. Yeah. Well, I was thinking actually when I was driving in today, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about someone you know very well. Uh, used to train with me, played in the NHL. Um, went to Finland, Sweden. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, he played in the NHL um, and he had three, four quality years. And he's a truck. He used to just hammer guys, a highlight reel for hitting people. And, um, but his problem was he never kept the main thing, the main thing. So in the years that he played, he can get away with it a bit, but he always show up to camp a little bit out of shape and a little, not really dialed in. So he loved golf so much that he would, I guess we can say he got leaky or he just didn't pay attention to it. He would, um, he would spend all his time golfing at the expense of working out and doing his job. So it cost him money. Didn't really seem to bother him that much because he, you know, he turned out okay. Uh, but it, it cost his career huge and injuries and stuff because he just didn't take care of himself because he was too busy or he found his hobby to be more important. And the thing is, is that the, you want to, you have to pay a price to be able to play later. And what he wanted to do is he was, he, he made it and made some good money, but he wanted to play and 
perform and it doesn't work that way. So that, that's one that hit me. Like when I was driving in this morning, I go, geez, there, there's one that's, I couldn't make a clearer picture than that. Yeah. Like literally, hey, Andy, I'll be at the skate tomorrow. Okay, great. And then either text or not text and say, oh, I went golfing. And it's like, wow, like, million, like millions of dollars. Yeah. And uh, to go golf. And he, what, he, he could do that every single day of his life. Right. Uh, if he if he just dialed in a little bit more. Well, and, and to be clear, like that's fine. But this was a part of that, a converse, that conversation I was having the other day too. It's like, that's fine if you want to do that, but you need to understand the consequences of that. Yeah. So if you, like I said, you can't, you can't be, you can't have balance. It has to be unbalanced in favor of the goal at all times yeah. because it's too, it's too difficult, right? Yeah. It's too difficult of a thing to, to do. So if you're going to do something like that, where you're going to sacrifice your workouts, your skates your whatever, then you just have to deal with what those consequences are. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. If, if, and if your main thing is to be, have a lot of fun and, and, and golf or have a lot of fun and your work is secondary, then have expectations that are less. But if you dial it in and you, you enjoy your time doing your hobby, then it works out. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully that uh, answers the question. I hope I so. Think it, I think it does. So I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's no right answer. I mean, I can't tell someone no, what they should do for their hobby. Yeah. But I, and I appreciate the question, though, because that's probably a, someone 16 to 18 years old that's asking, that's probably serious about life and mm-hmm. uh, is wondering if I'm going to get burnt out. Oh, and by the way, you don't get burnt out on things that you love if you manage it properly. Because you I you agree. love yeah you love what you're doing so it's it's actually very hard to bur- to get burnt out it's you get burnt out when other people are pushing you to do things you get burnt out when um, it's not maybe your passion now it's just a, a whole bunch of work but if you like the if you like the process and you like where you're going and it's it's more enjoyable than a lot of things then you don't get burnt out yeah but you get burnt out by the stress and not taking the recovery well and just and real quick too if he is asking the question in terms of well, what if I'm talking about hobbies that specifically will help hockey outside of hockey, if that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Then we're, we, we've answered that a million times. We're talking about things like reading, yeah. things like working on like mobility, stretching, maybe take up some yoga. That's a good hobby. But things, things like that where you're indirectly either sharpening your brain or sharpening your body in a in a lighter way without actually doing things that are hockey specific on the ice whatever so that's that's an easier question to answer yep. you're just doing whatever you need to do to make sure your, your mind is sharp your body's sharp and those can be the hobbies that you choose if that's yep. the way you're asking the question yeah yeah cool so that's yep. that yep so are, are, am i starting this next part or are you uh i think <laughs> Tough, well eh? you know what I, I'll, <laughs> I'll start it because i was it's a very so interesting because okay we had a couple of the kids they're coming up to their, we've been talking a lot about the OHL draft the last few weeks because it's coming up. We don't, I don't know. I still don't know if they've set a date for it or not. This it's not, year. they're saying June sometime. Yeah. So, but they're doing interviews. So. Yeah. So they are doing interviews now. So we got some guys that are getting interviews and their teams are reaching out to them. And it's really interesting to see that because they're young and we said this all the time, they're judged super young. This is what, this is what's happening. It's coming and it's starting for these kids now. And for some of them, they're starting to get the realization that, this is act. It's really nerve-wracking to have to talk to a scout, a GM, a coach, and a lot of them haven't been in this situation before. They haven't been asked these questions before, so it doesn't even. We talked about in a, a previous podcast where you said you don't know what you don't know, and some of these kids have never even been asked some of these questions that you would think are just basic questions, and because they are, but they've just never been asked, so they don't know how to prepare to deal with a grown man or a adult talking to them and asking them questions about themselves where they have to be introspective and 
analyze Ar- articulate it yeah and then and then yeah right analyze it understand like what their answer is and then say it in a way that makes sense and is conversational it's like very apparent that they've never been exposed to this and no one's telling them that this is going to happen no one is like prepping them for these types of things so with the last few weeks some guys charlie's had a few a couple other guys have had some and it's just something to we're hoping that with with this information that we give today it'll help to prepare some of the kids and parents and coaches for how to help their players with dealing with this stuff because it's like being in grade school and going to give your first speech yeah like terrifying yeah terrifying yeah except now there's more on the line so it's it's a really interesting topic so i, I know the the kids came in and you were helping uh one of the kids yesterday with it and I, I just think it's it's a really good thing to make sure that we're we try at least try to give some of that information out to get the kids ready for it yeah so it's something that i didn't really put a lot of thought in until my son i mean this yeah. is this is what's really neat man like, like i said before I, hockey dad hockey coach hockey trainer hockey player the only thing i'm not a hockey mom yeah although sometimes maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was my son going through it and uh when, when he started getting calls to get interviews and now it's video interviews and right it's it's like oh charlie i don't know if we, like fortunately fortunately for this kid like he's grown up around the game so he's a, he's a little bit more seasoned and grizzled than a lot of the 16 year olds out there but i can't actually imagine how difficult that process is for some kids and how difficult it is for the interviewer of a team asking these questions because it's freaking hard yeah so when Charlie got uh, asked for his first interview, I sat there and I said, hey, dude, we need to sit down for a minute. This thing is a skill just like stick handling and just like skating. A, a bad interview could actually take your stock from pretty good to – if you're a great hockey player, it's it, – I mean, okay, let me make something clear. I was just going ju- to jump in and say exactly what you're about to say. Yeah, it, like yeah. if you're a good hockey player – like if you're just so good, your interview may not matter as much, but it, it, it but it could. I mean, it's something that you don't want to have. But I got to be honest, the the GMs and the scouts that have interviewed my son, they've been actually very. Um, they they respect the fact that this is maybe their first interview, in sixteen years old. So they they there's a little bit of velvet on the sledgehammer, kinda. Yeah. Where they, where it could be a lot tougher, but. Anyways, so anyways, when Charlie was going through his first one, I said, okay, we need to sit down, son. I said, you, you're you going to have to know some basic things about you, and you're going to have to articulate some answers. Yeah, know, know things about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And about where you want to be and stuff. So, And I said, you're, you're going to be under pressure here. And I said, I don't want to make this bigger than what it is because then you're putting unnecessary pressure. But you have to ask questions. So I, we spent time, and Charlie got pissed at me one day because I did it in front of his girlfriend my mom at a restaurant. Uh, and, and he was kind of pissed at me. So I lost it on myself. Do it yourself then. <laughs> That's what yeah. I said. I'm like, nice dad. Yeah. But, uh, and then I went up to him after said, listen, sorry, I understand the circumstances. But anyways, I wanted him to succeed. That's all. I just didn't want him to look like an idiot and ruin a chance somewhere. So he spent some time a- answering basic questions. And I said, so this is why it was always important, Charlie, when I told you that English, when you write an answer, not just to put, yeah, um, you know, two word answers or whatever, you have to express yourself because one day you're going to have to. And here it is. So anyways, his first interview, I was with him and we were on the phone and it, w- it went fairly good, for, especially being his first one. It was actually pretty good, but we spent some time. And I know something about hockey. Like I have ideas of what they're going to ask because been there, done that. And, and I understand the game. I can't imagine what people that aren't playing the game, a kid getting interviewed, like 
oh, an interview. Like they have no idea, no idea. So I uh, did that with Charlie. Now he's gone through so many now that it's like no problem. But you got to put this before I go into anything about the interview process. You've got to think about this. You've got a 16 or 17, well, 16, 15-year-old kids getting an interview by someone that might have played a 1,000 games in the NHL that their face looks like it's they did a 100-meter dash in an 80-meter gym. Yeah. <laughs> and they have no expression. Like, you know, the hockey coach oh, face, yeah, like, man. how's it going? Yeah, nose has been broken 10 just times. tell the funniest thing ever, and they're just going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is, whereas mom and dad, you know, you like to have some inflection in your voice, you know, yeah. call, like, you know, like normal, like a caring person. And sometimes that doesn't come across. Yep. So Charlie had one where he goes, dad. So this is basically, I, re- I said that because this is one of his. He had like a, a, such a respected man in hockey interviewing him. He was on, just staring at him like, uh, I'll tell your parents. So he'd say something and it was like, so he goes, dad. <laughs> Because I had pit stains down yeah. my <laughs> pit stains down my hips. He goes, I was so nervous. Of course, but he did really well, really well. Yeah. And they even told me, said you did a really good interview. So, anyways, I was going to say that. That do you think that's not intimidating? When you, when your dad goes, oh, uh, I'm going to come up with a name. Let's say it's Wayne Gretzky because I don't want to use names that Charlie's had. Uh, let's say it's a big name like Wayne Gretzky or Brendan Shanahan is, is on the other side, and you go, oh, he's in the Hall of Fame, or this guy played a thousand games. He's asked me questions about hockey. If I answer it wrong, what's he going to think? If I if I say something stupid, is he going to tell me that I'm stupid? Like, right. So anyways, these guys did a pretty good job. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the thing I was thinking of <laughs> while you were, uh, while you were talking there is for a lot of the, a lot of these kids, like you said, at the start, the people doing the interview know, or at least they should know that this is a young kid, probably first, first interview, first couple interviews, they're 15, they're not grown ups, and all of that. And, because of that how much better would it be being the 15 year old that can go in there and have like a mature conversation with a grown-up and that's kind of the the point is you can use these opportunities where you're getting an interview to separate yourself right so now if it's the difference between you and this other guy and you're they're looking for a right-handed defenseman and they got two guys that are great but then you had a really good interview where they talked to you and they liked you and you guys had some chemistry and the conversation was flowing and it wasn't super awkward and weird and you gave really like well-articulated answers, even if they're not the best answers ever, just like being able to give a good answer or what's, what sounds like a good answer, then your stock could have just went up instead of, and a thousand percent. And like you said, you could make, you could use it for, for helping to raise your stock or it'll drop your stock. And if you go in there and you can't have a, you can't answer like we, I think I've said this before, but we had a kid come in. I was, I was giving one of the kids shit in the gym a few weeks ago because he came in. I would ask him like how he's doing every day. Like, Hey, how you, how you feeling today? Like what, what's going on, whatever, and good. Yep. It's like, okay, that's not an answer. Like, that's not an answer. Like, what's going on? Like, what's up What's up with your life? Like, what are things that have happened? Like, tell me about something. You know, yeah. have a conversation. Have some personality. Yeah. You know, and and that's something that's really beneficial that, that people don't necessarily realize that the value of that, it's just, it's more than just about hockey. And if you're a parent or coach and you've never been in that situation before, if you, you've never had like a serious job interview or something where people are really judging like your merits and you haven't had to sit there and felt like feel the heat being in the hot seat like that, then it's hard to prepare your kid for that or yeah. your, one of your players for that. And I remember the the same thing happening with in school and we'd go for these internship uh, interviews. I was saying this to you before we started recording. Some of these kids, 
would go in and they were just like terrified, like absolutely terrified. And they're not 15. They're like 18, 19 and terrified. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, just go, you're just having a conversation. Like, it's not crazy. All the while me thinking like I've had 10 years of talking with people like this because of hockey and like what a leg up that was to season yeah. me to be able to do that. And it's this, but it's the same thing. They're going to come in and ask you these questions and you need to be ready to give a decent answer. And that can just make you go like through the roof. Like, wow, that's a mature young man that they, that would be good for our organization. And that's how they're thinking about it, even though you're only 15. Yeah. Well, so, so starting off on the interview process, it's very important that parents can, parents can be very helpful with this. Coaches can be very helpful with this. And if you, if they're not find someone that can help you in an interview process, which could be someone like me. So all my viewers, if you're a kid and you're in that situation right now, if you'd like to do a, on a zoom one with me, I'll do it with you because it can make or break you. So one of the things I always tell Charlie is like when you're, and I tell all the kids, you choose to be a hockey player, you're going to get judged no matter, no matter where you go. So if you like to wear hat sideways and look like a, like you just came out of the fart sack, then that's one thing. That's how people are going to judge you. So in the interview process, even though most of them are being done by Zoom right now, which is economical and makes sense, um, if I said this to Charlie, it might, might not even, first of all, we, we worked on some questions. The next thing was, okay, so for your interview, it wasn't like a big deal. I just told him, I said, so what time are you on today? And he, uh, two. I said, okay, make sure you comb the lid, put on a shirt that doesn't make you, like, you know, looks looks nice on you because you're presenting yourself. So yeah. you're making an impression. You only have one chance to make that first impression. Yeah. So do it properly and do it well, mm-hmm. right? Second thing, when you speak, try to use your voice, like project your voice. There's so many kids when they're younger or intimidated or unsure, their voice will go down. And it's they become very shy, and and, and draw, uh, within mm-hmm. withdrawn. Is that the word? Yeah, drawn. Yeah, something. Withdrawn. Something. They do something. They're withdrawing away. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So you try to have some sort of confidence and answer questions with a projected voice. So that's those are really basic things. I'm actually curious how many parents would actually have said that. Yeah. Because I, you take it for granted, right? Yeah. In fact, sorry. No, no, go. In fact, I was telling Eric Wellwood this morning, he coaches in the OHL, and I was explaining to him yesterday about the, you know, Charlie's interviews, and he said, oh, man, he's doing good. And then I explained about the, this other boy that we did the uh, interview process with yesterday, and he goes, Andy, I swear to you, I never even thought of working on that skill. He goes, I've done interviews with kids, and within the first second, I go, get out of here. Like, not out loud, but it's like, come on, your hat's on backwards or sideways. How are you doing? And they're like, good. And with 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 zero. They're not like what you have to understand about the interview process or when you're meeting someone like that. It's like going on your first date, right? Yeah. If you go on a first date and, and if you take out a girl on a first date and she's eating chicken wings and she's got freaking chicken sauce all over her face and licking her fingers <laughs> like this, guess what? Probably the last date, right? Did you not learn any yeah. manners? You're not calling back. <laughs> you're not calling back unless you're in the- <laughs> chicken wing girl but right so most <laughs> women or most people when they take their first date and they go out they probably dress properly they make that first good impression and if they have something to eat it's probably not something when they're licking ribs off of their yeah, fingers yeah, yeah. and they got sauce all over yeah. the place and 27 napkins yeah. and shrapnel everywhere <laughs> they're probably having a salad or they're eating it like i know if i was to do it again it'd be like i'd take breaths in between bites and stuff like now my wife goes jesus <laughs> but it's the same thing. There's no difference. I know yeah. that might sound funny and stuff, but there's no difference. Well, you got to present your best. 100%. That's what you got to present. Right. Yeah. Or else you're not getting another date. Yeah. Well, and one of the things we, that we've talked about before too is- Farting at how, dinner. Yeah. 
<laughs> nice impression, huh? Oh God. You want to go on date number two? Well, the, well, and and it's it's funny because how obvious that seems like such an obvious thing. Like, yeah, obviously you're gonna wear something nice and you're gonna have manners at the table and you're gonna. Yeah. But then with something like the interview, it's a it's, it doesn't seem that obvious now because you haven't been in that situation. But it's 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 just it's just as <laughs> what do you got? So <laughs> sidetracked so bad right now. Ah, I'm 21, 22 years old. Guy I played hockey with goes because I, I hadn't dated in a while. Like I was just like a mess. And he goes, I got a blind date for you. I go, come on, how big is she? And he goes, no, no, no. I said, come on. He goes, no, no. So him and his girlfriend and I met this girl for a date. She comes in. She got some pretty big cankles. And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like I don't know, whatever. It's just it wasn't my type. So anyways, speaking of first <laughs> impressions, <laughs> everything she ordered had cheese on it. Yeah. And then, like, the salad would come, and the waitress would be like, would you like some cheese? And she goes, yes. And she'd just be hammering away at the cheese. And she goes, oh, just a little more on every meal. So I'm sitting there going, wow. That was, like, a lot of cheese. <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't want to be cheese girl on the first yeah, day. Yeah, you don't want to be cheese girl <laughs> on the first day. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so you, you go. So you <laughs> go. So well, we were talking about something. Yeah. So when you're going in, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Who knows? You're trying so, to impress people. So anyways, you're, you're talking before you're talking about the project, projecting your voice and, and mm-hmm. putting a, a dress shirt on and whatever, obviously, because you want to present the best side of you possible. Without looking like and, you're going to your own funeral. Right. And right. without going over the top the other way yep. where you're, you're, you don't have to wear a suit and yeah. pretend glasses yeah. and bring a book with you yeah. to make you look right. like you're smart. Like right. this, that's not what we're saying, but just present yourself, like wear something, wear something decent. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind when you're talking about kind of being shy and the projecting your voice kind of thing, one thing that it's good to keep in mind, and I've heard you say this uh, to the one kid you were helping the other day, is they asked to interview you. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing you can use as motivation to yeah. give yourself some confidence. Like, oh, like they, they want to interview me because they think I'm good. Otherwise, they wouldn't have asked. 100%. So they're, they're interested in me. So use that fact as some motivation for yourself so that you can maybe sit up a little taller and, yeah. and not be scared to, yeah. to give a serious answer and talk in full voice and not, you don't have to go in there scared. Like they're just judging me as a negative, you know, they're actually, they could be, they ju- could be judging you as a positive too. Well, like, they are right. And that's what that's to, the point. to get an interview, like actually for a general manager of a team to take what could possibly be an hour to two of their time to ask questions to you is because they're very interested in you. Not because they kind of, kind of are. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone gets interviews. So when right. you get an interview, it's because they like you yep. and that's, and that's a big thing and yeah. that's cool. So that's something in your pocket. So you like me and all they want to know is, so kids, if you can keep this in mind, all they want to know is that, you know, you, you, um, you can put a sentence together. They just want to know if they like you at the end of the day, if there's someone mm-hmm. that can fit on their team. And for some people you won't. Yep. Right. It's uh, some people. It's just not the right fit, but they at least they know. But they do like you, so that's the step number one. Well, and, and it just increases your chances, right? Like if you can have these, maybe maybe you end up not being the right fit, yeah. even though you had a good interview and you had a good conversation and whatever. And maybe you're just not the right fit, and that could happen. But your chances are higher if you can have a decent conversation. Yeah. It's just like a job interview. It's the exact same thing. If you make a connection with the person talking to you in some way, your chances are just higher. That's just the way that it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, we've said this before too, like people saying like, oh, you shouldn't care what people think and whatever. And it's like, actually you should, you actually should care what they think because they're the ones that are going to give you the opportunity. So know that going in, uh, and, and make sure you're, you're prepared in that sense. Yeah. Look decent, be ready to have a conversation, sit up tall, project your voice, talk to them like you're a grown up. 
Even even like fake it till you make it, man. Talk like you're a grown up, even if you're not ready yet. Do it anyways. Just do it anyways. Keep it in mind. Do it anyways. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what's important to know? So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take take everyone through some questions that have been asked, that could be asked, and 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 how to to answer them. So not every team, not it's, there's not a generic thing out there. They say okay, A B C D interviews over, right? They want to see your personality if you can, but they and they want you to be you. Right, so you have to have an idea about yourself. Obviously, so a couple of things you'd be aware of. You should be aware of you, your game, what you bring to the table, what your deficiencies might be, and about the league and where you want to go. So if you kind of get a lot of questions answered, and there's no, I'm not here to give you answers. I'm here to give you ideas. So one of the first things they're going to ask uh, a player, and so okay, so I want if parents listening to this, ask your son one or two questions like this. If you were to, so this is pretty much the first question most people always ask after they talk about their team. What type of player do you model yourself after or what type of player do you play like or something along those lines? Yeah. And the answer to that question to most kids is, um, I don't know. Or, what most, all the GMs have told me, most players will say Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner here in Ontario. And that's so far from what most kids are. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. So if you say, and, and maybe you are Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, but if you say that, they probably thought you didn't put a lot of thought into your answer because you've never really thought about it. Like, who do you actually play like? Yep. So when, when I asked yesterday, uh, the kid told me, he struggled, but he, I think he had a lot harder time articulating it. He might have been even nervous to say who he feels like he played with, and I get that. Yep. Because he didn't want me to laugh at him and say, well, you're not that, and I wouldn't. Right. So I'm going to use Charlie, for example, now because I'm safe to talk about my son. So when we discuss that, and we've said this for years because I wanted him, he wanted to be a good player. Who do you play like? He goes, well, I think I play like Tom Wilson. I think I play like Brady, uh, the Kachuk brothers. Uh, I said, okay, why is that? So he gave me all the reasons. He goes, because I... Um, um, I can score and I have some skill, but I also like to grind. I'm good on the walls. I I like to win the battles. Blah 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 blah. Every interview he's had so far, they said, "Yeah, that's to a T," and good for you for knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And then they then they ask, "So so, why do you why do you want to be like that?" Right. So he has an answer why he wants to be like that because most guys aren't goal scorers, but if I have a role like this, every team needs a person like that. Yep. And you get to play on all different situations and it's a valuable thing and blah, 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 blah. He goes through the process. So the first, that first question is you have to have some sort of answers that just not a generic thing. You have to know who you play like, not have to, but should have a good idea and, and be able to explain who you play like and why. Yeah. So for example, this, so I'm going to give you a background of the, the boy that you walked into yesterday, right? It was, it was so good because he's a good player. So this guy uh, uh, is a captain. He is a pretty skilled. He's a great kid. He's, really def- he's very good defensively. He does all the little things right. So anyways, as we talked about this, he said, uh, how's, how does, I think maybe like Patrice Bergeron. He goes, but I don't like, I'm not that. I said, no, that's a great thing to say. Okay, Patrice Bergeron. Who else? And then we came down with... Uh, uh, Tom, not Thomas Hurdle, Couturier. Uh, uh, Sean Couturier, and we came down with uh, Pavelski. Yep. So what we did is we took all his skills 
and we said, okay, what do you do well? Okay, I, I focus on winning faceoffs. Okay, that's a de- good defensive forward. Is that important? It's huge important. I I, uh, I strip pucks from people. I tip pucks. I'm a I'm a playmaker. I take care of all three zones. I back check hard and all those kind of things. Those are quality things. So if he would have just said, if he says uh, Patrice Bergeron without any reason, then it's like okay, like why, man? So what, so I explained to him when you give that answer. So I want you to say, don't say I'm Patrice Bergeron, but use one, two or three of those guys and saying here's why. I play like them because I take a lot of pride in my face-offs. I take a lot of pride on getting, uh, dishing the puck out, making, making clean exits out of my zone, finishing my checks, stripping pucks, tipping pucks, doing all the little things, and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I so said if you come up with an answer that explains it too, now you're like 10 steps ahead of the game. Right. Well, and this goes to your point that you talked about in another podcast too where you're talking about thinking fast and slow, right? Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that some of these kids could do because for a lot of kids if you're getting a, a bunch of interviews or some interviews or whatever you're probably a one of the leading producers on your team in terms yeah. of points yeah so it would be easy to say well i do lead my team in goals yeah. or points or whatever yeah so saying that i model myself after a point guy is probably a, a fair a fair statement because i do lead my team in points but it's it's deeper than that and that's where you need to you need to think like more critically about how exactly like what is your style of play so if you default to an answer like Connor mcdavid or uh one of these like top stud players that gets all the points even if that could be true to a certain extent find someone else that's not an easy answer Mm -hmm. Uh, so then you actually have to put some thought into why you think you play like that yeah so if you're if you're like really fast and really skilled and you can put you put up big points and all that and you can do end to end rushes and stuff, there's a lot of guys that can do that that aren't Connor McDavid. Find somebody else. Yeah. Just because it's a better answer. Just yeah. because it, you're first of all because you're probably not Connor McDavid even if you think you are, but if even if you are that good, just by finding someone else who's not just like a common yeah. default answer, yeah. you're showing that I'm actually like trying to put some thought and into. And I've watched why. a couple games of hockey. Exactly right. Yeah. So for yeah. for this kid that was that we, you were talking to, Bergeron is a great a great example. That was yeah. a guy that I thought of because yeah. we talked about it a few weeks ago. I was like, yeah. man, he reminds me of this guy yeah. so much because yeah. he does these little things defensively. He's not flashy, but he just gets the job done. And any you can put him in any situation, and he contributes whether it's offensive, defensive, doing the little things. So that's a great answer for a kid like that. Yeah. And with with Charlie's answer talking about Tom Wilson, it's like yeah, he's got that. He can go run you over. Which is which is good, and if he says I play like Austin Matthews, which I think he does, parts of his game are like Austin Matthews, where he floats into the slot, yeah. finds good spots, yeah, he can get good shots space. off. Yeah, but it's it's more correct that he says something like Tom Wilson because he has that jam. One hundred percent. And so when if you're somebody listening to that answer, then that's okay. This kid put some thought into this, which is a huge a huge plus. Yeah. No. On the on the flip side of that, though, if you actually think you're Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or Connor McDavid. Fine, go ahead. You say it, but you better be able to explain it. Right. But if you actually sit there, because there's actually something about that. If you can sit there and give the reasons why, and if you can look at, if I can look at, uh, um, whoever GM of whatever team, I can say if they say who who do you model your game at after? If you say uh, Connor McDavid, and I know that seems, and I would say it like this. Right. I know that this seems absolutely ridiculous, but I'm telling yeah. you, I am the fastest skater in Ontario. I can slice through D. I can carry the puck end to end. I love scoring goals. I will not let you down. I will, I will, I I can do this. And you're cocksure about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you can sit there and back it up. You're probably, 
less of a chance of being believable. But if you can sit there and say, this is how I play and I will prove it to you, good for you. I mean, at least it's some confidence. Well, and, that, and that's a good point because if that, because it's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. It's just the chances of that being true are yeah. low. So obviously we're, we're kind of generalizing this out to most of the kids that are going to be getting interviews. Yeah. But if, you, if that is actually how you play yeah. and you're the kid, you can go do the end-to-end and you don't play very physical. Or if you're a guy more like Matthews where you just you know navigate your way to the slot and find yeah. loose pucks and bury it and... Yeah. And all that, that's fine. But yes, yeah. you you better be able to explain exactly why you're saying that and not yeah. just say, well, I, I play like Connor McDavid because I'm fast. Yeah. It's like, that's not a good answer. Yeah. So that's a good. Another thing to, because what you want to do as you're doing this, you want to build a theme for yourself. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But as you say, who I play like is something that's very important that, that it's not just, it's, it's probably the most important thing you're going to say is that. And I play like this because, like, so what Charlie said and what this boy is going to say in his interview is, and I play this way because I know that teams need this type of a player. It's not, sometimes not the flashy part. Um, it's the job that teams need to win because they want winners. They don't want selfish assholes. Mm-hmm. They want winners. So I'm going to do things that make our team win. Win. These are important things. Yep. Right, and I, I and these things make the players around me better. Yeah, that's huge. That's the that's another important thing. That. Yeah, it's a very very well, important because thing it's, to say. It's it's about the team. As long, as, but but if you don't have the right identity, when they do grill you on a question like that, you better know the answer because they're gonna call bullshit pretty quick if you don't believe that. Well, and, and this is I was gonna get to this um, after, but bring it up now is these the answers that you're giving you're not trying to give the right answer no you're trying to give an honest answer yeah that and that's different that's not the same thing that's right there isn't a correct answer there's just what's honest so if you you need to come up with honestly what you think not what you think they want to hear that's right and that's a that's a huge difference so even when we're talking about how these kids should be answering some of these questions I don't want people to misunderstand and think oh there's a certain way I need to answer these questions it's no you have to just give yourself be honest with them about what your answer is, put yeah. some thought into your answer. And that's, what's important. It's not, well, I'm uh, if you, cause if you're a, a point, a big time point guy and you go end to end and it's always about you getting the goals. And then you say, Oh, well, like for me, I'm, I'm like really defensive because I know teams need that. And they're going to be like, well, you don't play like that at all. Like right. You're not, they, that's right. they know exactly. Right. They've seen you. They yeah. know how you play. Yeah. So you can't bullshit either. Yeah. So it's about being honest. It's about yeah. having an honest, an yeah. honest answer and then being able to back it up and explain it when they grill you on it because they're going to grill you on it. Yeah. Well, that was it was funny because the one team last week that interviewed Charlie, they watched him play the week before. And uh, when they when they called me right after the game and they said, we love your kid. We love your kid. Like he jumped out at us. He's different than every other guy out there. He, like, you know, for whatever, whatever. He... So when he wrote down his question, the questionnaire that he had to fill out, he said, I play like this, this, and this. And, he, and so anyways, this general manager said he played exactly. Because this doesn't happen very often. He played exactly what's on that sheet. He goes, most kids will say something, and it's it's not even close. He goes, that guy knows what kind of player he is. So that's, you got it. So yeah, that's it's gonna, it's got to match up. And if it matches right. up, it's like, that's even better. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I, I think that's probably good for that part. Yeah, like you got to know who you are. You got to be able to explain what you do, and you got to know why you do it, right? Yep. And, um, so if you, if you know what your strengths are or what type of player you are, you know what the next thing you need to know is what you might be deficient at. Cause that's probably going to be the next question. So the next question is probably, so what would your weaknesses be in your game? So it was funny yesterday. Um, the, the kid says, uh, I'm not very good at the, 
I said, okay, don't say that you're not very good at something, <laughs> even though you're just being honest. Yeah. Say, I feel like, you know, like if, okay, so if you're a, just a terrible skating skater, you can say that I know skating is something that I need to improve on. And if you're working on it, hopefully you're working on it. You can say that. Um, but don't don't point out the that your weaknesses necessarily, but know that you have a weakness. So I've coached my son to say, well, I feel my game is pretty well rounded. I know that I always have to need to work on a couple of things, and the thing that I I'm working on is ABC, which is I'll just say is uh, having quicker feet when I'm separating myself from someone to create more space to make more. So, but that's an intelligent answer. Yeah. That's, and, and the reason he did, he said that is because he's asked that question. What do I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Which people don't do a lot of times. So when you can actually identify something that, Oh, okay. The kid is actually aware. He's not telling me he's shit at something, but he's aware that there is a, there, that he could be better at this and he's working on it. Yeah. They might ask, how are you working on it? Which you better be you ready better for be ready, it, yeah. which my son is. He's able to do that. You know, I, I do it through the gym, doing these exercises. I do it on the ice, do it on these type of drills, and I'm I'm aware of it. Every time I go to practice or when I work on things, it's in my head to work on this, work on this, work on this. Yeah, well, I think it's, I do think it's important. I can't, I don't know if we we disagree or maybe you just didn't say it the way you meant, but you should actually point out your weaknesses. I don't think you should you should not point out your weaknesses because they know what your weaknesses are or what they think your weaknesses are. So you do want to say what your actual weaknesses are. You don't want to say, well, I just score too much sometimes, right? <laughs> it's like, like that's not an answer, right? So no, you actually want to point out... I'm agreeing with you. Because because it's a self-awareness thing too, right? Like, does this kid actually know what he's not good at? Yeah, but it's so, how, what I'm saying is how you present right, it. Right, exactly. So it's the, it's the velvet on yes. the sledgehammer thing, yes. right? So you're saying, yeah, I know like maybe... Uh, like you said, I feel like I'm all rounded, but I know I could, I, I could uh, increase my foot speed and separate yeah. it from guys. And even if they don't ask you, yeah, have a have a way that you're yeah. improving on it, and actually be doing that in yeah. your spare time. Don't just make yeah. up some BS, right? Yeah. So if you if you actually need to work on your feet, then yeah, I uh, I want to increase my foot speed and separating with guys. So I do this in the gym. I do this on the ice yada yada and have an answer even if they don't ask you just say yeah this is and I'm, i know that and i'm working on it this way yeah so 100 percent. so that's that's what i would say to that is like is uh exactly what you said you you identify but you don't like say yeah i'm just hell horrible at skating yeah. well what you, but you say this is this is something that i'm working I, I i realize that i need to work on my skating right when, i need to work on my shot and and that was something that it was funny because when we when uh we were keep, getting prepared to do these job interviews, these like engineering interviews, like these people interviewing us are really smart. Like they know, yeah. and they, they know what it actually takes to do the work and to do these jobs well and all that. And when people come in and they say, well, I'm just a perfectionist. Like that's my weakness hmm. that I'm a perfectionist. I'm too good looking. Yeah. It's like, you're annoying. That's not a real yeah, weakness. No. And so no. something that I would say, because this is something I actually think is a weakness for me is I oftentimes I'll get, I'll get praised. Like you've complimented me on this before, like the attention to detail and how organized things are and all that. That's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And that's something that I would say in, in interviews for myself as my weakness is sometimes I'll, I'll spend so much time on little details that actually don't matter that much that it actually slows me down. And you just did it last night with the logo. Yeah, exactly. This morning. Exactly. Guys, listen to this. So we have a, Logo coming out for one of our fitness things called the PowerTech Army. So we just took our logo, real simple. We didn't do it. We had a graphics guy do it to put the Army in there. And, and just to, it's the same logo, only different. Yeah. And it looked great. And then scientist boy here, detail guy, was uh, – and uh, like 
which is great. You start looking at, well, should we add this? Should we add this? This. So anyways, we had a, a what I thought was an incredible logo with uh, because it was Powertech Army and Fitness. So we had an Army symbol in it. And he goes, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. It's American. Uh, this, this is the star, this. I don't know. And I'm like, dude, yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's just keep like, it let's simple. Let's go. Like, yeah, exactly. let's just keep it simple. But that's exactly yeah. it. It's, it's, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a fault, but it can be. Yeah, cause, 100%. Then, because I know that if there's that work that needs to be done and normally it doesn't it doesn't become a problem but i can get bogged down in the details yeah. and it can keep me from yeah. doing things at a faster rate because yeah. i get caught up in these things and make yeah. things more complicated than they need to be and i know yeah. that's a weakness yeah. but that's an actual weakness now that's a real answer yeah. i just gave them a real answer of yeah. something and that and I, i'm showing you i'm aware of it yeah. and i'm actively trying to to get over that and make sure in those situations like i'm doing something to try to mitigate that and get around that so i don't get caught up yeah. and that's the same thing you should go into these these interviews with when they ask you a weakness actually know what your weaknesses are and then give a good answer of how you're addressing the weakness yeah and that's that's the the biggest thing especially for the the kids going into this it forces you to think about your own game and yeah. think about what you're good at. Think about what you're not good at. And then come up with ways. And then you, it actually helps you to, when you're practicing this stuff, it'll actually help you to identify that stuff. And then you can actually work on it yeah. in real life too, which is a bonus. Yeah, 100%. So it's good. Yeah, you got to know your weakness. Um, here's one. Uh, one that was brought up the other day. What do you feel you brought to your team this year, last year, to your Ooh, team? Great question. It's a great question. But how many kids? Not, not a clue. What did I brought to my team? Uh, I scored goals. It's not good. Not good. So this is where I'm going to explain after again. Uh, you're going to create an identity. So so my son and this other kid could, could say this. I'm going to use them for example. So what I brought to my team is I brought um, obviously some offense, some able to kill penalties, get the puck and clean out and all that kind of stuff, but leadership. Right? I brought some leadership to the team and doing the things that help the team win. I brought leadership to make other people better, basically stuff like that. Yep. But you need to have a good answer, right? So that's something. But th So there's a theme that I'm coming with, right? So, because there's going to be some th questions that you're not going to really know, but you can always go to your defaults. So, if you noticed what I said in the beginning, is what what um, what, what type of player are you? Well, I'm a player, you know, blah 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 blah, and these jobs make my team better. Important. The next thing, my weaknesses. I'm working on my deficiencies, right? The next one is how do you uh, what do you bring to your team? Blah 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 to make my team better. Leadership and you. If you and if it's not you, it's not you. But I'm using this as an example of a kid like th th these two guys were captains and all that kind of stuff. So they did bring that element of it, doing the things that were um, um, helping the team win, not just selfish stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, next, just the next question is who's the best player out there or the toughest player you played against? Now they asked this for a couple reasons. One of the reasons is they want to see if you're aware. Another reason is they want to maybe see, get a scoop on who's a who's a t if the, a, a guy's name comes out ten times. Yeah. This guy's a tough guy to play against. Th that guy's getting picked. So you have a choice. You can promote someone else, or you could. And if someone sticks out, please do it. Like people deserve that. But if you don't have an answer, because my son was like, you know, and I, I I was, I get it. Because when I when I played, I said there wasn't really anybody that I was like, oh, that's a tough guy to play against. Really, every now and then. So he was like, I don't know. So the first interview he had, he goes like, uh, he just named a guy that was pretty good. And he goes, that wasn't really true, Dad. I don't find him hard to play against at all. I said, well, let's let's think about it. He goes, I don't really find too many guys hard to He goes, actually, the boy that we're talking about, he goes, he might be the hardest guy to play against, but he's on my team. I said, okay. If we think about that answer then, when you're asking a GM, you could either say, 
this guy on this team is really tough to play against, and here's why. Or you could, like I told Charlie and this guy the other day, I said, use your teammates. So just be honest. Say, you know what? Because if you're a really good player, you it's it's fair to say that. No one is, I don't find anybody that hard. So you can say, okay, honestly, we've had, we have a good team. Now you're including your team. You don't sound like an asshole. We have a really good team. And I haven't found anybody really that hard to play against. Um, and it might be because our team is so good. And in fact, I think if someone, if you're going to pick someone on our team, or if we're going to pick someone that's really hard to play against, I would say it's probably someone on my team because, mm-hmm. because, you know, we, we'd go out there and hammer guys and we, we'd dominate teams and stuff like that. And that's actually a really good answer. Now they might say, who's that kid? And they might, you might be able to pro- promote your own teammate. Well, and the other part of that too is a good way to, to frame that if you are going to pick someone on your team is you do spend a lot of time practicing against yep. this person, whether it's a one-on-one or a three-on-three in practice or you're going into whatever. You see a lot of this player. You know mm-hmm. what they do on a day-to-day. You see how they play against other teams when you guys are playing. So I think it's fair to say this guy's really tough to play against for a reason X, Y, Z. And if you don't have somebody that for, on another team – like don't make something up. Like yeah. th- again, it's about giving yeah. giving honest answers. Yeah. And if there is someone that that's really good that you find really hard to play against, and you just don't want to say their name because you don't want to promote them or whatever, like I don't know if that's good or bad. But whatever you decide to do, like you need to make sure you still have a good answer, though. Yeah, have because, a good answer because the 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 question is important. So yep. have a good answer. If you don't want to say this other guy because you think oh, they're going to get picked higher than me. I don't necessarily think that's the best yeah. thing to think, but if you choose to not pick that person, then you better have another person. Yeah, but have a solid answer. Have a that's answer. what I was saying. Like if you can't come up with that answer, an, an idea would be, you know, we had a really good team and we didn't find that. I didn't find that anybody was really hard to play against. It might be because our team was so good yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Right. So yep. probably one of our teams, members of our team. Um, so that one's that. Um, we need to get better at. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, here's a here's an interesting one. So, are you working out, or what do you do for a workout? So interesting because some teams really grill you on that. Um, so I remember Charlie, the, the first one, he has answers, right? And he had his journal sitting there. So Charlie takes because you know through us, he's learned that write things down. So it's an exercise that he thought was cool at the time, but now it's paying dividends. So he explained when they asked, he had the thing right beside him. And they said, uh, what type of workouts are you doing? He goes, well, so I do this. I do it with, you know, at PowerTech with my dad's company with Eric and Dalton Proud has really worked. And so use your, your tools and explain to them what you're doing. And he went through and he goes, and if you ever did want to see my workouts, he goes, he pulled up his journal. So 15-year-old kid. Pulled up his journal. He goes like, I have all my workouts here. So if if you ever wanted to see my workouts, they're all right here. So do you think the guy at the other on the other end of the screen, or if you're doing an in uh, in person interview, sees that and goes, Oh, he's got no. That's like so huge. That is so huge. Like that, in, in fact, I saw their faces every time that he does this, and they just go, Wow, okay, that's good because. Not a lot of fifteen-year-olds are doing that. Well, yeah, and, and go ahead. Well, no, and and the reason that's so huge is because it shows that you're serious. It shows that you're willing to do the work. It shows that you're willing to make sure you're tracking progress and staying in between the lines and working towards something. It shows that you're mature enough to actually do that and take it serious. It shows you're willing to make sacrifices because you have all your data recorded about it. 
So it's just an indicator of all of these extra things. It's, it's beyond just, I wrote my workouts down. Yeah. It's what does it mean? The fact that you yeah. do that, the fact that you write things down when you're 15 means a whole bunch of other things. And they know that. Oh yeah. And that's why that's such a, an, an important thing. And that this is why, like we've talked about these things all the time, like things about like reading and writing and, and taking school serious to the degree that it teaches you these kinds of skills of how to speak and think and read and all that. And this is why, like it comes, like you said, like here's, here's an opportunity like here is where it matters now because if you have all these things at least on the road to being developed then they notice that and yep. they don't just think hey this kid's a brick like he has yep. he has no clue he's lost yeah and it's just it's such a great a great thing that especially when you hear things like charlie having good answers or even with with especially because uh the guy that Charlie's been around the gym with a lot comes in and he's around it all the time now and he's starting to pick up some of these habits and he's yep. starting to talk about it's important to write things down and, and read and what. And this is why, because you're going to get tested. Yeah. You will get tested yeah. and you think it's not cool to do all these things and you think it's a pain in your ass to do all these things yeah. until it matters. Yep. You know, so yeah. just one. But speaking of Charlie's journal, like I hope they don't look at it because if they do, <laughs> no, no, because it's in crayon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Charlie magic, boy. Magic marker, bleed I'm through just, the pages. Just kidding, he's doing a great job. But so, having said that, when I was when I was working with the the player yesterday, we were talking about the workouts, and I saw his uh, his journal there, but I don't. Maybe he didn't use the term or whatever. So I said, "Hey, dude," I said, "Do you have?" I saw it, but do you have a journal? He goes, no. I said, no. I said, well, what's that? He goes, oh, that's where I write all my workouts. I said, hence, it's so, a journal. So your journal. <laughs> your journal. <laughs> so he goes, oh, I said, dude. I said, you bring that to your interview. You bring it. And you sit there. And I said, let me see. So he had his work because he's been hanging out with that gym. He's, it's a habit that we've created for him. And he's got workouts filed in there. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I said, do you understand how, that, like, you don't have to say anything. You just have to go like this. This is my journal of my workouts. And that action right there will speak volumes and volumes more than any words can yeah right well so the the journal thing is huge too because we've talked about it before like doing the things that aren't cool and when you talk about having a journal like what i used to think of when it was like have a journal is i would think of like a 12 year old girl writing in her diary yeah me too that's what i yeah. would think of and it's it no. just isn't that no. so you have to remember that the people that you're talking to are adults so they're the people that understand the importance of sacrifice and being organized and and uh, keeping track of what you're doing. Like these are things that adults know because they're adults and they've been through the yep. ringer. And the fact that you can do this already, it's rare. And because you're trying to, your goal is something that's rare. It's like, okay, this this kid is doing things that are rare. So that's this lines up. This kid is doing something that's rare. His goal is rare. This kid has some promise. And that shows leadership because if you're doing something rare, then it's it means you probably don't give a shit what other people think of you. Absolutely. I mean, some if the boys, the older kids say, "Hey, let's go, uh, let's go, we're off the bus, we're going to this bar," you might be just strong enough. Like the adults look at it and say, "That kid might be strong enough to say, no, I got to go home. I want to be an NHL hockey player or whatever.'" Yep. Right. For sure. Um, which goes to the next point is. Um, and I'm not saying everyone asks this, but why would you like to play in the OHL? Why would you like to play for the Windsor Spitfires? Why would you good like to question. play for the London Knights? It's not a good question. It's going to happen. Why? Why? And again, the, the uh, you know, so my son, the first one, I said, they're going to ask you, when I asked him for pretend, I said, what do you, why would you like to play for Sarna? He goes, well, because it's like a, it's a good city. But this is before he did it, right? Yeah. This is what the answers they are actually going to freaking give. 
because it's a cool city and it's got a lot of tradition. So I said to him, I said, so if I'm the general manager, I said, I'm going to got to take this kid. He thinks Sarnia is a cool city. Do you think that's a good answer? He goes, no, I don't know what to say. I go, I know. That's why we're doing this, dude. So but t- tell me why. So he started going, oh, because, you know, uh, they've produced NHL players. It's it's relatively close to my home where my pa- family could come and see, uh, you know, and he gave four or five answers. You know, it might be a, you might be going to a team where the coach – because I'm not picking on a team. There's several teams that have this. Maybe the coach coach for the World Juniors. Maybe they've got 25 NHL players in the NHL right now, and you can just kind of go, well, I could tell that their strength and conditioning is really good, and the coach coached in the World Juniors, and the co- it seems like a really stable organization. It looks like the development for me to get better so I can play in the NHL. Yep. That's why I would like to go. That's an answer, not because it's a cool city. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All cities are cool. You can make them that way. That's yeah. a dumb answer. And I'm not saying that you're a dumb kid. I'm just saying you have to think more than it's a cool city. Because you tell me it's a cool city, I'll say, yeah, so what? Yep. What if it's not? Mm-hmm. Now what? Well, and the th- the thing too is it's like I've, I said before, it's like doing you're going to do a job interview. If you're going to interview with a company, it's probably a good idea to know some stuff about the company. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to interview with whatever OHL team, it's probably a good idea to do some research about the OHL oh, team. 100%. Don't. So, so this is the other thing. What if you're getting interviewed by like Erie? Yeah. You have no idea, like far away. You yeah. don't know anything about the place. You yeah. don't know what the, where was the, going, what's going on in the city, what's around. You know nothing. Go on the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> and look up, like look up who's the coach, what players have come out of that organization, what's around the city, like what is, what is good about it, like what are some benefits of being there, like try to find some actual answers. Because what if you can't, what if you can't say, oh, it's close to home. Yeah, no, I, that's what, what if, I'm saying. What if you can't say that? What if you can't say, oh, like this really good player that I already know came out of that team? What if you can't say that? What if it's not a good city? Yeah. What if it's really small? So you have to actually look and do some research so you know who you're talking to when you go and talk to them. And when you're 15, you can still do that. You can still go on the internet and you can still look up. Yeah. Where does Erie play? What does the rink look like? Yeah. Like who is the Who's coach? The coaching? Do they have a strength yeah. coach? They what's have the a, fitness program oh, like? This is cool. Who owns it? Exactly. Like what, what's yeah. in, what's around it? Like exactly. Google Maps. What's around the ring? What players have played yeah. there? The, so these are all things that you can use as fuel. So do a little bit of research. Well, Charlie you know, had Charlie had an interview last night with a smaller market team, and uh, and it was like okay. So I don't. I actually didn't really know. I know I knew about it, but he obviously didn't, except for it's an OHL team and stuff. And that's what we did. We said, well, what's what's good about this? And you know, one of one of the things Charlie said when he gets drafted, he goes, "I want to go to a small market team because that it's everything. Their whole the the OHL is everything. They'll pack it, and it's all about the community." I said, "Oh, that's a pretty good answer." So I said, "So when we looked at this this team, um, it's not as sexy as some of the big big name teams, but uh, we looked into it. We spent not a long time, but we looked at the, there's a strength and conditioning, there's a power skating or skills coach. There's uh, I think there was some mental toughness." There is a coach and GM that have played in the NHL. They've produced a whole bunch of NHL players recently, blah, blah, blah. So the answer now is like, yeah. And, and you know, they're saying how close proximity the players play within each other, like live within each other, and that it's more of a community base, and they build a nice case. So if you actually did some homework, you could actually say those things. Yep. But the, to, to be more important about this is it goes back to why do you want to play here or why do you want to play in the OHL? To me – the the more um, lofty your answer is, but you have to you have to own the answer, the more interest they'll have in you. So I know it might be very uncomfortable to sit across a guy that played in the NHL that is judging you to sit there and say I want to play for this team, 
I want to play in the OHL because I want to play in the National Hockey League. And to say that with some conviction. But if you don't say that with with some conviction, then you're a tougher guy to coach. And it just is what it is. So what I mean by that is like if I'm training someone, and it's just like even the levels that I train, you're going to get you're going to get more juice out of the lemon if there's a bigger role. So if someone's just playing because they like hockey, then I, there's probably so much that I can do to help them. But if someone's actually has a, a serious goal and wants to be an NHL player, then my commitment becomes stronger, and I take them a lot more serious. So if you have a conviction of, and listen, when they're interviewing you, it's because you're good. And if you don't go, if you want to play in the OHL because you just want to play in the OHL, it's actually the wrong reason. If you're, you know, yep. and that's, they don't want to pick you just to play in the OHL. They want someone that, okay, you want to play in the NHL. Yeah, he's dead hungry. serious. I'm, yeah. He's hungry. Yeah. And you're probably going to do a little bit more than the guy that doesn't. Right. So having, saying that, I know it seems like, because in school, if a teacher, Charlie's been through this. Who do you want to be when you grow up? He's done it 10 times this year. And he says, I want to play in the NHL. And it's always, well, okay, yeah, but who do you want to be? That's the reaction people give, right? No matter who you are. Yep. Connor McDavid probably got that. Taylor Hall, I know, got that. But you have to believe it. So when it's, it's hard to get that those words out, but you have to own that. So that someone says, okay, so if I draft him, we've got three, four years to work on this kid. He wants to play pro. I can grind this kid. I can use him. I can abuse him. I can just, you know, get every every ounce of everything out yeah, of he'll this put kid. everything into put this. everything into yeah. it and then i i know if i could could tell him your your curfew is at 11 and i know he'll be in at 11 yeah. right he's not gonna be a shithead yeah well because it, it just it speaks more to your character yeah. right and that's what is a a big thing that they always say is like we're looking for guys that have character we're looking for guys that have character and that's that's one of those things where if you have this big driver then they can be more confident in the fact that you're willing to do the things that we need you to do to make our team successful because yeah. you want to give yourself the best chance to go to the next level. And the best way that you can do that for yourself is by making sure our team is good and we win. That's the best way for you to do that, to get yeah. to that next level. So if you're telling them that I want to play in the NHL, this is a, this is the best development league in the world. Like statistically, the amount of kids mm -hmm. that go to the NHL from this league are, is the most. Mm -hmm. And this is the place that I want to be. I think that I can be ready to play in this league and, and whatever. And that's going to give me the best chance to go and move on and play professionally. And that's, that's a good answer. And then when they get to the team-specific thing, then you can go into those those other details about that city or that team specifically. And But it takes, again, it takes some, like, get a freaking book and write some things down. Like, like stop the podcast when Coach Andy says the question and answer it for yourself. Yeah. And then practice the answer. Have those, those, those key things, those key uh, characteristics about yourself or about the team or about the city ingrained in your brain so that you're ready when they ask you these questions, you have it to pull from right yeah. away. Yeah. You, you mentioned a word that I was actually getting to next and you said character. Mm. So the one team I told you uh, a week ago interviewed, they asked a couple of those questions, but they spent probably a good hour asking only only questions about character because the general manager told me when he called me, he said, like, I'm huge on this. He knows me from hockey. He goes, I'm huge on character. He goes, like, huge on character. He goes, I will not draft someone if I feel like their character is out of whack even a little bit. He goes, because it's, it's too costly. Obviously, we know this. Yep. So they spent, they asked the, the gen, not generic, the questions about the game, about, you know, certain things, your style and all that kind of stuff. But everything else was 
about character. So one of the things they asked early on was, uh, well, asked about in COVID, how, you, how have you dealt with it? Have you had any weak moments? So, you know, Charlie was able to answer Good that. Question. But like, 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 so with kids, do you, have you had any? And you know what a great answer would be? Is that if you did, you say, yeah, I did. And, but what I, and so the next question was like, what did you do about it? Or how have you been busy during this? And you got to answer it like with some substance. So fortunately for Charlie, maybe he's more fortunate than other people. I don't know. But he was able to say, I was able to let loose. Like I've had some moments where I was just so angry that I can't play hockey. And that's like, there's almost like no purpose in, in life. But he goes, I was able to take out my frustration or my, or use it as motivation to come to the gym and work out hard. So that's, that's a great answer. And maybe he's fortunate, maybe he's not, but it shows something. Um, they asked about, uh, if you, um, if you were down this, I love this. I used this with the kid yesterday. So if you're down on your team, he goes, I just want to get a, a feel for you. If you're down on a, t uh, if you're down two goals in a game or you're not having a good game or you're, you know, if things aren't going your way for the last four or five games, you're not getting points or you see someone on your team with a kind of a negative attitude. Like how do you react to that? How many kids do you think can have an oh, actual answer? That's so, a tough one to answer, man. It is, but here's where I'm going to tie in this whole theme of yourself. It doesn't work if you're not this guy, though. And if you're not this guy, you're probably not going to play anyways. <laughs> no, no, I'm being honest. I know. <laughs> so you have to be a team player. So mental, what is mental toughness? Mental toughness is being uh, good under pressure. Mental toughness is being in the now. Mental toughness or being a good hockey player is making other people better. So you can tie everything into that. So... How do you how do you react if the team is losing and you're down two goals and you see some negative attitudes? It's real simple. You don't have to be a hero. But your actions and your words have to be just basically focus on the mission because that's all you can do. You can try to do a rah-rah speech. That doesn't work. It's it's useless, right? But if you see someone, if I see Eric, the scientist, on coming off the ice and he slams a stick and I can see his body language is like, I'm having a shit game. I can't put the puck in the net, whatever. I, me as a teammate, as a leader with a captain or whatever, it doesn't matter. I could look at you and say, Eric, just focus and focus on the task. Next shift. Focus on the next shift. That's That shit's gone. Focus on the next shift. I've helped my teammate. I've become a better person and I'm put, put in, doing something constructive. I'm putting it into action. The mission is to have a good shift to win a hockey game, right? If I see, so that's that leadership piece. So if you if if you if they, if they ask you you know if you're having you're in a slump and you haven't uh, scored in a few games, well if you've answered I'm Mitch Marner and I'm I'm uh, Connor McDavid and you haven't for, I mean you haven't scored in a few games well this becomes an issue now. Now now you're in you're in one. Yeah. But if you answered a question properly and gave some thought to the answer, now you haven't scored in a few games like is the pressure getting to you? No, the pressure doesn't get to me because I know that scoring goals is not the most important thing in the whole world. That's why I become a well-rounded person. I know that if I'm not playing well, I can win a face-off. I can get clean pucks out. I can tip pucks. I can finish a hit. And those are important to me. And I can know that I can do things to make my team better. Yep. And if that's, then it's, that's like, I don't know what the metaphor is, but it's like ringing. It's just music in the GM and coach's ears because that's the person I want. They're not sitting there. And it's an answer. Because if you don't actually have an answer to that, you're not really that valuable. Well, yeah, and, and that's one of the biggest questions that they're going to want to know is how, how do you handle conflict or negative environment or a slump or so all those, those things that you just pointed out, even if it's not a teammate, but if you're in a, you're in a slump or 
it's you're having a bad game or whatever again like write it down what would you do in that situation like how are you going to manage that situation yeah. that's the actual question they're going to yeah. ask you and the other thing is if you don't do these things you're saying like if you're not the guy that goes to your buddy and says hey man it's okay like pick it up if you don't have those leadership qualities then now you know that yeah. because you're writing this down and you're like this these are things that you can now work on and try to get into your game which is a good thing too so before you go into that interview, you can talk about these kinds of things, yeah. right? You can, you can say like, I'm trying to develop that ability to be, to be, you know, there for my buddies when they're having a bad game. And so I can talk to them and, and try to get them off back on track or forget about and lighten the load for them or whatever. And you can start to work on those things. Yeah. But if you never ask the question or if you never write it down for yourself, yeah. then you're not going to know how to answer the question. You're going to be deer in the headlights. to ask you the question. How, what are you going to say? Yeah. If you're having a bad game, what are you going to do during the game? How, if you've, yeah, no one has ever asked right. you that question, like, right. how, how are you going to, you can't possibly answer it. So you need to, you need to practice, not even, not even practice. You just need to know what would you actually do in that situation. Yeah. Actually understand what you would do. Yeah. And then you can f- try to navigate and figure out, okay, well, even if I don't do this the best right now, what should I be doing? Well, this is one of the questions. This is one of the things I told, I tell all the kids when they are doing an interview. Like, so I, I'm going to skip one of the questions is like, cause one of the questions are, what would, do you have any expectations if you play in the OHL, if you play for this team, what, what would your expectations be? So people could be free as well. Uh, score five goals. They might go, well, that's not very good. Score five goals. <laughs> what you think you're going to come in here and score five goals in one year? Yeah. Score 30 goals. Okay. Yeah. Kid, you don't understand our league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what I've trained Charlie to do and this guy to do is like have an intelligent answer. Number one, my expectations are I'm going to do is is earn or learn and earn. So if I have, if if you were to draft me, I'm going to come in and be the hardest working person I possibly know how to be. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to come in there because the organization, the coach is these guys have been people have earned their stripes. The coaches have earned their stripes. So they know how to make better hockey players. So my second part, after working as hard as I can, is I want to learn as much as I can. I want to learn every detail I. I can learn to become a professional hockey player and to make this team better and number three i want to earn every piece i don't expect one thing i don't expect i don't know i can't promise you goals i can't promise anything i can promise you that i'm going to work real hard i'm going to learn as much as i possibly can to help the team win and to make the team better and make myself a pro and i'm going to earn everything i get and i don't want it for free i want to earn everything if you say that you can't go wrong well, and, and you should actually think that. No, no, I, that's, that's the what thing I mean. too, yeah. right? And again, it's back to like give, trying to give yourself some honest answers, like develop. You actually want to be the guy that has the character. Again, we're not, I just, I can't help but reiterate it. Like you don't want to just give the answer you think is the right answer. You yeah. actually want to be the guy that does these things. So when they ask you a question like that, that should that is what you should think. You should think like well, no, hundred percent because like, you won't be anywhere if you don't. No, and and how could you possibly know what is going to come when you, you don't. go when you get there? You have no chance, right? Yeah. Unless you have an older brother that yeah. played already and he's told you a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe you have an idea of what it could be like, possibly. But yeah. but for the most part, you have no idea what to expect, yeah. and they know you have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Because you haven't played there before. How could you know? It's way. It's there's. Yeah. It is nothing like playing minor hockey. Oh my god. So. That's a good, honest answer. Yep. I'm going to come in. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do everything I can to contribute to the team, and I want to earn everything that I can earn. Yep. Because that's learn my, everything and earn yeah, everything. Because I, can, I my goal is to move on to a higher level and play yeah. professionally. And that's yeah. a, that's a great answer. Yeah, uh, these two work hand in hand. But it was uh, the one. Oh, this interview was so good because it's it spoke to me. So the GM goes, hey, Charlie, do you, uh, do you read it all? Oh. It's like in my chair, going, yeah, freaking right, man. <laughs> because 
But what most kids are going to say, and 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 if you're reading, I'm not saying it's bad, but if you're reading Harry Potter, that's probably not going to help books, you. By the way. I don't know. I've never oh, read they're it. They're so good. Yeah. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> I Dalton love says them. he loved them too. They're so good. But but so Charlie had an answer. Yeah, he gave a couple books that he was reading, and I was like really proud of him, and he explained why. And so the GM goes, you know what? That's the kind of books that I like to read too. What you've done, like guys. What you've done is you've taken something that we've been telling. Like I told Charlie, I see, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Read, read. All these things that we've been, me, Eric, Dalton, all this we were telling you about. I said, we're not joking. We're mm-hmm. not just doing it so we can feel good about you getting good marks. This is real life. So are you glad that you read a freaking book? Yeah. Yeah. I said, you guys got something to talk about? I said, and the reason that he's reading it and I read it and Eric reads it and Dalton reads this stuff is because we're trying to get better in life. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be a pro, if you want to do something great, you're going to have... You're going to have to learn how to face fear. You're going to have to learn how to face adversity. You're going to learn how to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And you're going to listen to how someone else has done it. So it's not it's not a joke when we say read a freaking book. All you kids out there, it's not a joke. Yeah. If, if someone asked you, like think of how many kids. If a GM asked them because it's important. Like, listen, he didn't ask that because he just wanted to know if the kid read. Mm-hmm. It's important to him. He told me character is my number one thing. So if, I, if my, he asked my son, uh, do you read? So my son said, I don't enjoy reading. He goes, I don't. And that's a fair answer because you're 15 years old. Who yeah. does? Until you learn to like it. But that guy was asking because that's important to him. And if I'm taking a kid that doesn't ha- want to take time to invest in myself, I don't want him. Yep. And it speaks of the family. It speaks of the whole thing. So I was so proud on both ends. I was proud that my son had an answer because most kids wouldn't. They'd be like, uh, yeah or no. What book are you reading? Oh, yeah. Right? I was proud of that. I was proud of the fact that my wife and I have taken the time to you know, teach our son the right things for the right reasons. And I was, when that, when that GM asked that question, I wanted to go through the phone, give him a big hug, and, say, and just t- say, I want to play, I want my son here. Mm-hmm. I want my son here because... This is what it's about. I know the development program and how old I have, and if that's the the morals and principles that is going to be instilled in my son, please, please take my son. Well, it's, you always say success leaves clues. Leaves clues. And it was like we were saying with the journal thing. It's not the fact that you use a journal. It's what the, the fact that you use a journal means. Yes. It's the same thing with reading. Yes. It's not that you read. He's not just... Because some kids wouldn't even know that that's an important question. Right. Like some kids would probably sit in the interview, hey, do you read it all? Not really, no. No, I and not even know, know how important that question is. Right. So the, the fact that you have that, you have that uh, the ability to answer that question, it's showing him, okay, like success leaves clues, man. This kid is already, even even if, and that's great that Charlie honestly said, I don't really enjoy reading. That's awesome. No, because I, I you're not going, oh my God, I read all day, every day, all the time. <laughs> That's all like, I ever do. That's all I ever do. I try to sleep, yeah. but I just read. I can't. You know? I just read the whole night. I, go to, I, I, I sit on the hopper yeah. to go to <laughs> grow a tail. I'm sitting there, I grab a book, and I'm in there for six hours, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, my whole day's gone because I love reading. Yeah. No, you're no, not that kid. You're not that kid, man. You're not. You're 15, <laughs> and you're honest. a hockey player. There's no way. But going back to what we said, though, it's like I've said several times, you don't have to read a book a day. No. Nope. But I promise you, I don't think we covered this yet. You can take, I don't care if you do it like this, and you go to your, you buy a book, and you rip a page out, and you carry it with you all day, and you read it. Or you have it sitting on the, in the, on the shitter, and you, you're doing that anyways. Most yep. people bring their phones and read the one page. Yep. Or one paragraph every time you go. Yep. You've read, a, you'll read a book. Yep. It's quality, quality time. When you, you, you got to do said, it, guys. I'm telling you, you got to do it. But, but it's, it's like you said, you learn, you learn to like 
the reading. Yeah. That's what happens. You don't start because of the way. And again, this is like a school failure because they don't teach you why it's important. Yeah. But now that somebody important for Charlie, think about, think about for Charlie now, how reinforcing that is to this principal. He sat in an interview and this guy was like, Hey bud, do you read? It's like, Oh, so this guy, that's like this. And this person that you're talking about, NHL guy played a long time. Now he runs a team like utmost respect for this guy. And he's like, oh, great guy, by the way. Oh, do you do you read? So for somebody like Charlie, it's like, oh, well, now it's it's not just my dad saying it. It's not just my teacher saying it. It's not just you know people that I go to the gym with saying it. It's oh, this guy that actually has some big time clout and has control over my future to a certain degree is saying it. Yep. Wow, happy I started reading a bit because 100%. now I have now I have an answer and and 100%. and it, it's, again it goes back to what does it mean that you do that it, yeah. it means I'm trying to develop my brain I'm trying to learn some things doing something uncomfortable I'm, doing something uncomfortable trying to figure out how to handle adversity or whatever it is you're reading yeah. or even if even if you just say without even getting into all that even if you just say hey I I don't really enjoy reading that much but I know it's good for me yeah. I know it's something that I need my to be dad doing tells me to. yeah like even that that I'm alone <laughs> yeah I'm doing it because everyone keeps saying that it's really good yeah. to do and I'm trying to figure out like why it's really good to do, but I'm doing it because that's what everyone keeps saying. Yeah. Even that, like yeah. that's an answer. hundred percent. So it's, that's huge. It's huge, yeah. man. It's huge. So going along that, like, I love this interview. It was so good. It was all about character. And, and so, you know, people that are listening, like my point of this, that why I'm going so, so in depth and I don't know how long we're going here, but the reason I'm going so in depth is because I know, I know that I know, and Eric said it this morning, that most of the interviews are just like, Oh, wow. You can, if, if you're going in and it's you and someone else, you can separate yourself or you can separate yourself in a bad way. But moms and dads, like, ask your kids some questions. Make sure they listen to this stuff and ask some questions because these will come up. There's I asked last night, I, I was walking by Charlie after his interview. I said, hey, Charlie, so have you, have you ever done anything? Have uh, you, you ever been in a situation you've been under pressure and had to perform? And he looked at me and goes, ah, oh, let me think. But I did it not to get an I I did it so him to exercise that. So he could come up with an answer. I said, well, think of something and let me know. And I know it's a pain in the ass sometimes, but I said, I'm just trying to help him succeed. And he, But he appreciates it because he can go to an interview and answer that. Most people wouldn't, couldn't come up with that. Yep. To quickly and articulate it. So anyways, this one, this one interview was all about character. Listen to this one. Do you have any, uh, what was it, uh, routines? Like I'm paraphrasing. Do you have any routines or attitudes or slogans that you live by? 15 years old? Huh. You might as well have taken him, pulled his pants down, come across, <laughs> come running about 100 meters and kick him in the balls. Yeah. For most kids. Yeah. What do you mean? What, what do you mean by that? Yep. This is a hard answer. And this is what we're saying. When you when you choose to go to this league or to become a pro, you have to grow up fast. So do you have any slogans or attitudes or um, routines that you live by? So Char Charlie said, I, uh, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. So he explained, he goes, well, like for uh, our team, it's accountability is a big thing. Accountability. I want guys in the room that blah, 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 blah. He goes, oh, okay, well, yeah. So he explained, you know, I, I wake up every day and I have, you know, I eat and I work out and I try to be the uh, blah, 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 blah. And I like my, I feel like making other people better is my thing. Okay, cool. That's an answer, man. Yep. Making people better. Because that's what I, so that's been ingrained in my kid's head. That's, you always say that. I always say that. Yeah. Like it, like, like. So I was explaining to the boy yesterday, when I went through that question with him, he goes, 
I don't, I don't know. I said, yeah, you actually do. I said, but this is the theme you have to build for yourself. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to, I was going to, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. I was just going to say, you, uh, you actually do know. You just yeah. need to sit and think about yeah, it. Yeah, you exactly. actually do. You just haven't used your brain yet yes. to think about these answers, but you right. actually do know. Yes. It's not that you don't know. And, and so having somebody like you or a parent or a coach that can help you do the yeah. thinking yeah. to get you ready is yeah. so huge. That, that's all yeah. I was going to input on that. Yeah. So he said, I'm not really sure. I said, no, it's okay, man. I said, I, so I turned it on me. I said, if you ask me, if anybody asks me what I do for a living, people think I'm a hockey coach. People think I'm a trainer. People think I'm a business guy. All these words. I said, that's not what I am. I said, I'm all that stuff wrapped into one phrase. And I said, I'm here to make people better, around me better. And he goes, oh, I said, okay, let's think about it. I said, if I, if you go on the ice on me, what am I, what, what is my job? It's not, it's yes to teach you hockey and all that stuff, but it's to make you a better hockey player. When we sit here and talk, I took you because I knew you were going to go in a, a situation. I'm your coach, man. I'm one of your coaches. I have an influence in your life. My job is to make you better. I could have sat there and said, oh, good luck. Good luck. You're going to be in shit creek with, uh, I don't know how the phrase goes, <laughs> <laughs> but you're up shit creek without a paddle. Yeah. I said, but I said, hey, come here. Are you ready for this? Like I did with my son, because I love you and I love my kid. I love all the kids I train. Do you, are you going to be able to handle this? Do you want to know what they're going to ask? And you don't have any answers, man. Yeah. And I said, that's okay. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to point. make you better. Yeah. Your dad was talking about something the other day. I said, that my job is not to listen. My job is to make them better, build them up. Everything I'm around, that's my job. I live by it. I don't just say it's a phrase, right? It's trained with a purpose at PowerTech. It's it's actually trained with a purpose. Don't do the shit just to do shit. Mm-hmm. Do it with a purpose. Make people better. That's mine. What's yours? He doesn't know. I said, I know you don't know. You're 15, you're 16. You just turned 16 the other day. So, but you're a captain on this team. I'm going to give you an example. You're a captain on, on the team. You're one of the hardest working kids. You do things right. You do it right all the time. You show up. You care. You 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 do make people better around you, but you have a, this caring thing. And I said, I call that account um, integrity. That's what I call. I said you live with integrity. That's great. And I said I if you use that, that, I said if you use that word, then that word itself is is um, or, or I said account. What was the other word I used? Integrity and um, um, not. Oh, geez, I was using the word yesterday. Integrity or. Anyways, let's just use integrity. It'll come to me in a bit. It's a very simple word, by the way. <laughs> but I said, so you think about that, and you, you this ties into everything about you. Everything. Yeah. So when it comes, so so when you're playing the game, if they say, What's, what does integrity mean to you then? Like, how do you mean that? Well, that means that I show up on time. I show up first. I show up. I, re- I read when guys on my team are um, slacking because I'm going to be there for them. I'm gonna, I know when when I do drills and stuff like that, you listen and you know, you already have it ahead of time. Like, you know what we're doing and you start helping me set up because you're trying to make life easier Mm -hmm. and you're trying to make it better for the other guys and you motivate and you care about other people so much. I said, that's what you call integrity and that's a good quality to have. So now when they ask you about when things are on your team are going sideways and you see something happening, how are you going to act? It's with integrity. Right. Yep. And I'm gonna help guys, and it's it 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 speaks everything that you are all about. Yeah, and that, and that's a really important thing to know about yourself, because that for that kid, I didn't even think of that, but that that's something that I would say for me, because originally when you were talking about you making people better, that's something that I have as a driver for me. But yeah. I think more than that for me personally is I care about doing things the right way. Yeah. I don't want I like I'm not about taking shortcuts. I want to do it the right way the mm-hmm. first time, 
And that is the same kind of thing as having integrity. Like you're yeah. doing things the right way. You're honest. Honesty. And that's, that's, that would be what it is for me. I never even, for yeah. myself, I had never yeah. even really thought of that. Yeah. If somebody asked me that question, I probably would have said something like what you say for you. Like I like making people better, but more applicable to me is probably that, like that honesty, integrity type thing. And knowing that about yourself and then being able to say that when you're 15 or 16 to an adult, yeah. they're like, Oh, like that's yeah. a good answer. Man. Yeah. You but know? It's, a, it's a word, and this is what parents said. Now, I don't know why I'm not thinking of this word because I said it and I thought it might have been too deep for him. And then I used just a different spin on the word, which meant the same thing. Like, it was for integrity? Yeah. I'm going to synonym. Well, it's it? not necessarily a synonym. It was just a word that I used that was somewhat comparable. Honor, ethics, like, moral, like a, righteous. Like a synonym? Yeah, synonym. <laughs> no, I think it started with a C. It's, it's, it's not even synonymized. Like, it's not a word that, it's just a simple word. Anyways, it'll probably come to me. <laughs> not stoic, just doing right. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, but but it always comes back, because it was more like how you can apply it to hockey too. Yeah. Integrity, ah, whatever. I'm going to, just keep talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find yeah. it. So it's just really important to have that. So parents, like, ha- ask these questions and come up with some a thought process that works. So now that when we talk, like, for this kid and my son, that when we did these interviews, it's like, when a tough question comes, you always go back to that that phrase or slogan or whatever. Like, so if you are, I'm accountable. Let's say I'm a, I'm a very accountable person. Well, now accountable means, okay, so in a game, you can count on me, right? Like if all those questions they ask, you could always tie it into who you actually are. But you got to know who you are. So I think a mom and dad or Uncle Andy or the scientist here. Yeah. Come and ask us, because if we can help you, I and mean, we might not know anything about your game, but we can help you find out your qualities so you can put something together. Yeah. It's really, guys, this is really, really important. And and then just some of the expectations, what would you, what your goals be? Okay. And then one of the other things, like it's a real simple one, and people, like Charlie was funny, the first one. Uh, so Charlie, you have any athletes in your family? So he was nervous as shit. Eh? He goes, yeah, I, my, um, my dad played and uh, my brother was a goalie signed with Washington. And then my other, no, my other uncle signed with Washington. He was a goalie. Oh, my other brother uh, won the Worlds in boxing. And my cousins, you know, he's like, so the answer to that question, I said, do you know why they ask you that? He goes, well, I think they're trying to find out if they're athletes. Or did you did you play any sports? He goes, yeah, I played lacrosse and baseball. I said, no, this has to be pumped up. They're asking you for a reason. They're asking if you have athletes in your family because they want to see if you have any bloodlines, any clue about sports, anything about yeah. being a team. So you need to say it like, yeah, my dad trains like about half of the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> like who? <laughs> Which most of them know, but like who? Uh, Aaron Ekblad, Sergachev, uh, uh, you know, yeah, keep yeah. doing Oh, how does he do? Like, it's a question. Um, uh, my my uncle was a um, he won the worlds in uh, boxing. Uh, my other uncle was this. We and you go down the list and you you build that up because it's actually very very important. Yeah. You get sports, you get the team, you get hard work. The kid's probably been around um, an atmosphere that he, he's going to be around yes. if he's to succeed. Right. Um, the other one was that you play sports like. You play sports, man. Don't just minimize it. Say, yes, I played baseball. 
Uh, I was good. I played it till I was 14 years old or whatever. I, I played this. I, I played, my son was, you know, I played lacrosse and I, and this helped him a lot. I played lacrosse and I found that really good for hockey because it really put an emphasis on defense and it really helped my hockey game. The other side of that is that uh, I really enjoyed lacrosse, a lot of good hand-eye coordination and it taught me how to be tough. Yeah. Throw out, like he, we play squash as often as we can. That's hand-eye. It's just Absolutely. athleticism. They're saying, okay, this kid is an athlete. He's not just some guy that straps on the boots and is not bad at that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, interested yeah. in sports. He loves sports. Like it, all this kind of stuff is very, very important. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't minimize the questions because they're asking for a reason. They're not asking just to fill time. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is they are never asking a question just to ask a question. So asking, uh, do you have athletes in the family? Do you have, uh, what other sports did you play? They're not just asking or like reading. Do you read? They're not just asking if you read just to, so you can say, no, not really. It's like actually a serious question for a reason. There's a purpose to the question. So uh, and ob- that's obvious. Like obviously there's a purpose to the question. So like make sure you keep it in mind when they ask you the question. Yeah. Do you have athletes in your family? Yes, because I'm an athlete. I have athletes in my family. You know, but w- what would you think about if you don't have athletes in your family? What, what, what like would how, you would you, how would you how would you answer the question? You don't have okay, athletes in your family. Okay, that's good. You're throwing me on the yeah. spot here. I'd, yeah. I'd say no, I don't have athletes in the family because I actually didn't. Neither did I. Yeah. That's so why I'm I, asking. I, I would say... I don't really have athletes in the family. Like my uncle played a little bit here and there, but I just, I loved hockey ever since, you know, my grandfather bought me a little hockey stick and I just love hockey. Mm-hmm. I play every sport there is out there, but uh, you know, I, I happen to be very, very good at sports. Or another way you could take that too is cause I'm sure everybody, like even for some of the kids that come to the gym, maybe their parents aren't athletes, but they're at our gym all the time around athletes. Yep. So they can say, no, I don't have any f- like f- close family members or anything that, are athletes, but like some of my best friends, like I'm around their parents and they yeah. have athletes and whatever, and you can kind of go that way yeah. with it to, yeah. to kind of show that you're you, not just out and you don't have to be an athlete. No, but it, just have know, an answer. That's but have the thing. an answer. Well, yeah. here's one I just thought about this one. Like um, Charlie with one of the big teams, they asked uh, one of the first questions. They know me, but they said, uh, "So how tall are you, Charlie?" So he goes uh, six one. And 180, how much do you think you're going to weigh in three years? So he goes, oh, probably about 250. Like, it's not really, like, I think it's actually a dumb question because who cares? You're either good or you're not. But, I, you know, whatever the reason is, because sometimes questions are a little silly. They asked, uh, and so when they asked the height, because they know me, like, I'm not I'm not six feet tall. Mm-hmm. My son's already six one and he's still 15 for a long time. Just turned 15, more or less. So they kind of like, hmm. Well, he's six one already, and they they know him. They seen him like he's a big boy. Um, but it was kind of like they he he said they were kind of like wonder how he got that tall. And then they said yeah. So I would have said uh, to him, I told him after I said, but uh, I get my height from my mom's side. Mm-hmm. I've got uncles that are six foot five and six foot three and a half, mm-hmm. and they're big. Yeah. <laughs> my point to that is like think about the question, the, and take the question and how can I make it. To my benefit, mm-hmm. so I'm six one. That's it's a it's an answer, but it's only an answer. Well, I want to sorry. Wait, I was think, mm-hmm. I want to say say that again. You you how can I use this question to my benefit? Yes, that is huge. Yeah, like keep that in mind. Like when you think it's a nothing question or whatever, how can I add to this question or give a good articulated answer that will benefit me? That is huge. So sorry, I wanted to just nope. highlight that. That's that's all I wanted to yeah. say is that like like you said, they're not asking just to ask a question. Use it so because 
you could e- either use it to just answer the question or make yourself better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, find a way. And, like, and the last one, I don't know if you wrote this question down or not, but the last one that I wanted to throw out there, because I'm pretty sure this is a pretty common question, is uh, outside of who do you play like or who do you model yourself after is like, what? who are your role models? I asked that to the guy so, yesterday. Yeah, so that's... It's very important. Not not necessarily a hockey role model, right? right? Just like who are your life role models? Like yeah. who are you modeling yourself after in life? Yeah. And you could get that from, from a book or a and coach why. or a, And why? And that's another big question, right? And it's always about that. Have your answer, think about your answer, and then why? Why is that your answer? And have actual yeah. reasons so you can give an actual answer. 100%. Yeah. Who do you learn from or whatever? Yeah, it's... Um, this is a this is a unbelievable exercise for kids to do. It's important. It's actually important. It's not no, even no, just it's hockey. Not, it's, it's life. It's important. just important to be able to important. do this. It's an exercise that kids need to do. Um, I had a thought and I forgot what it was going to be. Well, I'll, let me, I'll but, yeah, let me throw one to you. The the other thing I wanted to just touch on before we get wrapping up is, if you are, we kind of touched on it a bit, but maybe just to, just to reiterate, if you're a coach or a parent, what you can do for your kids so the, the, all this stuff is good for the kids so if the kids are have listened and can write these questions down and do it themselves that's fine but advice for maybe a coach or a parent if they have a player in mind or a kid their kid or whatever what they what they can do for this a coach either whatever you whichever way well, you want a to coach, take it i think a coach has to care enough right like but more like more pra- like more practically like should they sit down and talk to them should they like how should they because for me like i'll give you give you more context so for me my parents didn't play sports. They mm-hmm. had no idea about any of this stuff. So it would have been really helpful for someone to be like, hey, boys, like this is going to be coming up. So like we should practice this or like we should do, we, here's some here's some things you can do on your own to prepare yourself for this. If they were just hearing this information coming, because I had no idea if I would have been in the yeah. hot seat, like I wouldn't have. I got to be honest with you. As, as I'm saying it from most people probably don't understand how important this is. Right. You know, and they'll probably give their kids shit after for it sound like a dummy. And I, I'm not being an, a, an asshole here. Yeah. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. You know, like I'm really careful with Charlie when I'm around that stuff. Like he asked that after the first interview because I was in the car with him. And he said, how do you think that went, Dad? I almost made a mistake. I almost said, well, dude, you did good, but. And I, I almost said, but. And I said, you did well. I said, I said, you did well. That was your first interview. You did well. He goes, yeah, but what? <laughs> I said, no, no. I said, you did really well. You answered those really well. I said, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it after and we'll talk about maybe how you can expand on some things. Like, you know, you didn't use power tech the way you probably could have enhanced that, right? Like your workouts and stuff. I said, but that's, that's an experience, son. I said, you did really, really well. And uh, the guy even told you, he said, you did a good interview. I said, but I don't think parent like, I think most of, mostly that's what happens is before the parents either overgirl them yeah. Like make it a really uncomfortable experience and there's probably a pissing match with the kid and the parents because this is delicate and we have to understand that the kids are like um, insecure about this. Oh, yeah. And they, when anytime mom and dad wants to help him with something, it's like you're picking on him. I'm never good enough almost, right? Yeah. Like you always make me do my homework. You're telling me to read. Yeah. But do you see why now? Yeah. So so anyways, as a, as a coach and a parent together, I think most people actually don't understand because you've never been in this situation and you've never really been in the situation. Well, you have in jobs, but in the hockey world, you think a lot of people think you just play and you go to the next level, but it's actually a real serious business. People are going to invest if you are fortunate enough or you work hard enough to play in the OHL or get a scholarship or whatever it is. There's a lot of money that is invested in you as a person, a lot. They want to get the right type of person. So as a parent, what I would suggest you do is 
really help them with this. Like hopefully you watch this podcast and you do one of two things. The the kid and you can sit down and ask some questions. And guys, so the kids, your parents might ask you questions that you say, oh, come on, dad, you're, you're an idiot. Mom, shut up. But there actually could happen. My son's seeing it. He goes, oh, I didn't think that was coming. So try to have the patience with your parents to, to take that, take the, um, the, 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 the lesson or the exercise and mm-hmm. do it the best you can. Parents don't beat them up. Um, cause I know you're going to, they're going to say something. You're going to say, well, you're not ready or say this, say that, like, let them do this a few times mm-hmm. and well, let them be themselves. And, and the other thing is guys, you have a personality, let it show. Like there's no right answer. Like Eric said earlier, it's like, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Like the, the, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you're a funny guy, be funny. Um, and just do your best. The next most important thing is find someone that has been through this. Yeah. And they got to care enough to d- take the time. So like us, we if you if you get a hold of us, we'll try to make as much time as we can for this. Yeah, well, the, the, it's important, the, guys. Well, the the parent thing too that I was gonna say if for, from the kid perspective, it's annoying. Like it's, I, cause I remember this, like when your parents try to give you a, a talk, like a serious talk about life or yeah. whatever, it's annoying. Yeah. So when you're a kid, just like try to take it on the chin a bit and yeah. they're just trying to help you. That's the first thing. Then from the parent side of it, don't be annoying. So yeah. when, so, right. So yeah. when, it's going to be annoying, but just try to not be annoying. Read like it. don't, yeah, don't be preaching to them. Like you're trying to help them along. Like, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be nervous. You know, they're going to give bad answers. You know, they're not going to have thought it through yet. You know, all of these things they can't, they've never experienced yeah. it. Yeah. You know, all that's coming. So if you're going to be the one to try to sit down and talk with them about it, then try to, you're doing it together. You're on the same team. You're not, it's not, I'm judging you it's we're trying to work on this together to get you ready yeah that's the attitude to go into it with you're doing this as like a team effort and don't solve their problems for them either like let them think about it let yeah. them come up with answers like and then they'll they'll be able to sharpen that up over time yeah. let them go reflect on it in their own time write things down on their own without you there those yeah. types of things and then if you're lucky enough that you have someone like you said to go to that's probably the best thing where it's like a third party somebody that isn't directly involved in their life it's a lot easier to deal with that from the kid perspective where you're just kind of talking to somebody else about yeah. it than mom and dad yeah. that's what i think about it, at least well yesterday when we did the mock interview this this player you saw he was sitting there going basically thought he was like oh my god i don't have answers but that was the point mm-hmm. and that's what i told him i said no no dude you this is why we're doing this and at the end of it, he was like so thankful, like so thankful. It's one of the best things you could do for someone. Well, because you don't realize how unprepared you are, right? Because you don't know what you don't know, right? You don't realize how much you're like, holy crap! Like I've never thought of that ever. No. And that's a that's an important thing, and that is what you're you're going. That is the point of it, and it's impo- yeah. important to remember that this isn't the real interview. Like we're trying to prepare you for the real interview. Yeah. So don't get so discouraged yeah. by the fact that you don't have good answers. Yeah. To let it not like to keep you from preparing yourself now because you're just scared of it. Yeah. You know, and that's a, that's a big thing that the parents can do is make sure that that yeah. is clear. Like this is, yeah. this is important because someone's going to ask you these kinds of questions. So let's work through the kinks now. Yeah. Kind of thing. When his dad last night goes, Andy, I can't even thank you enough. He was just spent a couple hours with my kid to help him get through an interview. He was, he gave him answers and ideas and thoughts. He goes, I mm. don't even know what to say. When, and, and the thing too is <laughs> if you just do it once, 
That's the other thing. Like just doing it the first time is enough to show everybody like what they they don't know. Yeah. To get them on the right track. Yeah. And then nothing's as bad as the first time. The first one is the worst because you don't know what you don't know. Now you know. Now yeah. you know you have stuff you need to figure out. Yeah. And then you'll sit and spend some time on it, right? Which is which is important. 100%. So, so it's good. We can uh, we can probably wrap up now. Is there yeah, we can ask to, uh, a thousand more questions. Oh, yeah. And it's not the idea is to get, oh, if, what if they ask this? That's not the idea of this. The idea of this is like, okay, like just to be wrap it up. Parents, let your kids know that you're there to help them. Maybe fire off some questions. You know, just little coaching cues. Like if you're doing this, like speak loud, dress it decently, not speak loud, speak with a decent tone. Yeah, show some confidence dress appropriately for the interview um and then the kids have a decent idea of your idea like know what you play like have reasons why you play like way have an identity of yourself so that you can fit that into all the different aspects of questions that are asked for you know where you want to go with this game and um you know don't look for the perfect answer just answer things with and give them reasons to believe in you and like i think the conclusion we came up with is is they ask you questions use those questions so that it can benefit you yeah that's make huge. you make you better yeah right and then the, the the last thing i'll throw for the kids too just another thing you can do to practice i remember I, I did this when i practiced for interviews is after you come up with some questions whether you write these ones down and write down some answers or things you think about yourself go like go in the mirror and practice some answers like go literally like watch yourself in the mirror and actually practice answering a question. Like, so who do you think you play? Like ask yourself the question and then actually say the answer out loud. Like yeah. try to practice. You can practice. probably do that on video yourself, right? You can video yourself. Yeah. You can video yourself. Yeah, that's you can, probably the best way. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to. Yeah. Actually, Cause, if you're, Cause if I look in the mirror at myself, I just go, geez, look at the. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't like the look of this guy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's actually probably good. That's actually yeah. a better, better advice. Cause then you can listen to it back too and see, yeah. listen to how you yeah, answer. That's probably right? the best way. So that's, yeah, that's probably a better idea. It's yeah. video yourself doing it. Cause Practice you might see yourself, like answer. Charlie said, the first interview he had, he was, he was nervous, right? He's mm -hmm. pinched. Oh yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he was like always go, talking, speaking and he was always going like, it was a nervous twitch during yeah. the interview. So he's, so he goes, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. So you can that's, a, that's actually another good point is those little twitch things. Like, you know, yeah. you keep, you stick your tongue out or you yeah. itch your face or yeah. I used to do some of that sometimes yeah. I'd itch my face yeah. when I was giving a, yeah. a some kind of yeah I used to sit there talk. and just <laughs> <laughs> and then like the teacher would say what are you doing I'd be like huh <laughs> oh that's awesome dude I'm not joking oh man um, funny so anyways I I truly hope uh we're, we're, as we're wrapping up I truly hope this was beneficial uh I truly hope that uh, people take me up on the offer that uh, because I, I know this is uh, a huge thing. Maybe I could help you with it. And I truly hope you do really well if you do have an interview. And parents, you know, you're, um, you, you got a big role to play here. It's really touchy on how you, how you play that role. I know because, listen, my son has the utmost respect for me through hockey, through my business, and as a dad. And there was points when we were going through the interview where he just wanted to cut my head off. Yep. He did. That's and happen. I wasn't being uh, over aggressive about it because it's touching. You're you're literally forcing him to do something that is so uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. This is your life if you're a hockey player. So, yep. Anyways, sure. please and I hope you enjoy this. Yeah, awesome. If you guys have any uh, follow up questions, reach out. We will answer you. Yep. So it's good. Right on, Goody. <laughs>